Hey Associates, this episode is the recording from lecture on Wednesday, April 6th, um, and we talk much more specifically about resumes, and then at the end kind of take some time to just write out how you could describe your client project um, on your resume and kind of tips for how to think about your other classwork um, and projects and even, you know, your volunteer activities and really anything on your resume, how to reframe it and really be thinking about the skills um, that you are learning and practicing and demonstrating to make sure that future employers understand what it is that you're bringing to the table. I'm really excited. It was a very fun day um, working with y'all. So let's go back in time. I can really tailor it to your specific needs. But again, my goal for today, talk more about how you could put your project, specifically this class, on your resume, particularly if you don't have a lot of other stuff to kind of flush it out, um, which I recognize many of us don't at this kind of stage in school. And the truth is, you do have a lot to put on your resume. Often we just don't do a job of telling you and teaching you how to do it. So that is really my goal for the day. But I did want to just start out with a question. Give me your best guess. Um, and this data would have come from actually 2019. Uh, how many four-year universities, so basically UNCs and bigger, do you think there are in the U.S. right now? So how many total universities are there? And I really like to open with this question and just ask it because often I see, you know, with, with recent grads especially, um, kind of an idea of like, oh, well, I have a degree, so I'm good to go. Like, that's, that's the main thing on my resume is I got a degree in this. Hooray, which is, yes, hooray. Um, but there's definitely reasons why we need to, you know, make sure we really explain all the things that we did while in school to stand out, to be a little bit different. So yeah, put in your guess how many four-year UNC and bigger universities exist in the U.S. as of the 2019 uh, National Education Research Center data. 100. Good start, good start. You know, for reference, right, Colorado, we have CSU, we have Boulder, we have Metro, Colorado Mesa, Colorado College, Western, Ames, what other ones? So there's at least seven plus. I'm sure there's more. Let's see. Oh, Adams in Alamosa. Are there Colorado Colleges are there? 300. Nice, nice. Cool, cool, cool. Any other guesses? Ready for the reveal. So, this is why I want you to have like the strongest like resume as we can get you because there are 2,800 four-year universities in the U.S. Uh, 4,000 if we're counting also community colleges, which more and more community colleges are offering things like marketing certificates, which is a lot. It's a freaking lot of schools, right? And then we think, okay. Out of these 2,800, you know, how many people are you graduating with, right? We're, we're a small school, so what, in the journalism, kind of marketing, plus the business college, maybe you're graduating with like 100, 150 other people. At CSU, in my communication graduation, I think there was 400 people I walked with. So suddenly that becomes like, okay, 
we'll be, we'll be on the low end and say average 200 people graduating with a degree that could get you the similar jobs times almost 3,000 schools suddenly becomes, this is why we can't just say, I earned a, a degree, I can, I'm qualified for this job. Because like, there's a lot of people, right, that are gonna come with two employers with that exact same mindset. So, my goal and my challenge and my goal for you is don't be despaired, like, it's okay. Yes, there's a lot of competition out there, but you're gonna have a resume that really works for you, that shows people all the things that you did in your classes that make your projects, your knowledge, your creativity, your skill set unique. It's gonna help match you to that company. But do be aware, if the leading, the thing that you're like, this is the best part of my resume, is your degree alone, 2,800. We want something better. Something better, you got this. Whew. So, how do we get to that? Again, we'll focus on PR, but really that's because PR is a great proxy for any type of job related to marketing, social media, customer relations, client management. Like, it's, it is kind of one of those foundational. If you can demonstrate you have these skills, you can kind of make it in so many other communication areas. And so we had, you know, kind of reviewed this a little bit on Monday, but just as a refresher, first, most PR specialists do have a bachelor's degree, which is why we keep funneling people through this whole system, and there's so many of them, because we decided, yes, we like degrees. That could be a whole other class in itself. Love unpacking the philosophy of that. There's lots of pros, but you know, it is what it is. So instead, we wanna focus on, right, some of these important qualities and experiences. So, of course, they recommend, hey, if possible, you should get some sort of internship Obviously, being in Greeley, that can be really hard. There's not a lot of formal internships in this little area, so you might have to go to Fort Collins, Denver. Recognize that is really, really tough. So, if you can't get a formal internship on your resume, at least, right, we can tap into experience in the field through these different opportunities, like, within school. And so that is one thing, again, if you're like, again, you're like, shoot, I was not able to find an internship here got you because you can frame and we're going to frame your client project in a very very similar way as an internship so you can show look I didn't get a formal one here's why but I have this very specific experience where I learned all the same things that I would have learned at a formal internship so that's one goal of why you want to really look closely at your projects in your classes so you can frame it that way um, to kind of match and align and make yourself more competitive right and then We'll think about all these qualities and how you have been practicing them, how you can uh, display that, make sure people understand that. So I assure you, out of those, you know, 2,800 times 200 students, most of them are not gonna do a very good job of explaining their actual projects and skill sets. Um, so, one last thing I wanted to touch on, because I wanna make sure we have plenty of time to, to talk about our resumes themselves, Cover letters. So traditionally speaking, right, cover letters are that opportunity where you can make your specific projects and experiences and knowledge and mindset and value stand out to employers. That's kind of always their purpose. However, we're seeing less and less cover letters being submitted. You honestly might come across a lot of jobs that 
don't have a cover letter required and they're just gonna look at your resume um, or it's cover letter like optional. You know, you gotta do you. I kind of definitely stand on the side of we are journalism students or media students, some sort of, you know, writing is our jam, communicating is a skill we're supposed to have. So you should probably plan on writing cover letters for all your jobs because it is a chance for us to showcase things. We're trying to say we have great written communication skills, but then you like can't even write a cover letter. Like what is that gonna say really to that employer? But do know it is becoming more and more common for cover letters not to be actually part of the job hunting experience. Wall Street Journal published this post actually um, it was on Monday. So this is super recent, like the conversation is happening right now. You could even do your industry summary this week on the prevalence of cover letters and job hunting in PR. I think that would be, that would make a lot of sense for y'all. So just kind of keep that in mind. So we'll talk about cover letters and I did provide some um, examples of my sort of versions of cover letters to get you started, but we are gonna focus more on the resume itself since that will be really the thing you'll always need to turn in. Just be aware, I don't know. I've sat on a lot of hiring committees, again, for office, not professor side, like hiring staff positions. And I always appreciate and I always read the cover letters and I feel like it helps me a lot, um, but it just is one of those changing trends where we don't see it as much. All right, um, so when we went over this also on Monday, but just as a reminder, ONET is really the one where you're going to have that advantage when you're setting up your resume. So we'll do it for PR for now, um, but whatever kind of job, you could do social media manager, you can do you know client manager, you could do whatever product manager, whatever it is that you wanna work in, use that ONET system that we talked about Monday, and then specifically scroll down and look at the work activities section. All right, the work activity section is what is going to give you the best opportunity to kind of almost template out and make sure you have connected and spoken to the, the skills and the experiences that will serve you in kind of all these positions you apply for, right? Because if you're always looking within the realm of marketing, within the realm of client relations, client management, within the realm of social media management, like there's a reason they all have that same job title. The work activities are all gonna be about the same. So you don't have to tailor as much in those areas if we make sure that we explicitly show instances of how we get information how we're good at communicating with people, you know, external, that would be your clients this semester. How you're good with communicating with supervisors, peers, that's all your progress reports you send to me and when you go to office hours and how you worked with maybe Bear News. Those are kind of peers, right? You can talk about that. Um, and then, I mean, working with computers, that's where we show, and I had to do this digital portfolio where I used Visio to create a really good timeline graphic and I used Canva to come up with an infographic. And then thinking creatively, that's where you can say the whole project. I came up with this whole campaign, kind of shows it. So whatever job it is that you actually want to do, make sure you go to ONET, look at the work activities, and also make sure these work activities, you know, feel like something you can do, want to do, like fit you as well. And if you're reading these and you're like, no, I got nothing and I don't even like that. Maybe that's a signal 
that you're looking at the wrong career type or wrong job title, and then we can explore and find a better one. So definitely focus on this, um, and then you can get you know more specific um, with more detailed right work activities again, writing promotional materials, developing promotional strategies. That's all the client project. So we just need to make sure we build that language in to our project section on our resume to show them, yeah, I actually did this. Here's the evidence that I did it, rather than just saying, I have a degree. Yay, good for you. Cool, makes sense. So that is um, one of the like key places, ooh, weird, that we want to look at. All right, perfect, 10.30. So with kind of that in mind and looking at you know, the copy of the resume that you've already created, that you already have. How confident do you feel that you already have a lot of experiences that are matching the job functions, whether the ones we just looked at with PR, or again, all of those job functions and skills of PR really translate very naturally to any client, customer, consumer, relations job, any marketing type job, any sort of product management type job. All right, two, yeah, I'd say this pretty expected we still got time three three nice Ooh, one you know what I'm here to help you and if you're if you're the one grab office hours with me so we can really like talk through how we can maybe boost up your resume some more yes okay cool that makes sense that's kind of what I ooh, anticipated oh no somebody else about it okay mostly two cool we can work on that so just as a quick kind of primer refresher, core details of the resume typically that we see. Uh, again, I am speaking partially to you um, from yes, okay, industry standards. I've done research and read and you know, done my own industry summaries on the topic, but also partially personal experience sitting on so many search committees where I've hired for communication specialists, office managers, advisors, and then um, two different social media interns. So it's kind of a blend of what I personally have seen, talking with people I've been on search committees with, and what sort of the textbook says, if you will. So first, summary of qualifications. This is the one thing that you probably would update more often on your resume. Because, you know, maybe every job has its own maybe specific little function. You might want to tweak a word here or there. Um, I kind of have two major copies of my resume. Uh, to align with like the two different main job functions I've been looking at. But that, if anything, would be probably what you update. Everything else on your resume, if you set it up using those O-Net you know, work activities, you probably won't have to touch so much. When we talk about tailoring it to the job, it's like really it's tailoring it to that classification of job function. So you're not turning in the exact same resume for a social media manager as you do for just like a client services manager. Because they're like a little different right job. So you'd kind of want to have one for each function. Um, the summary could look like a paragraph, could look like bullet points. I kind of prefer bullet points when I'm reading resumes. Um, and often, just like, why are you making me read a paragraph? I have literally 80 of these to look at. Please stop. Um, but you got to do what feels right for you. Then you'll have your education. So this is what should be printed on your diploma when you graduate if you are in the journalism program. For your education, you can find what's going to be on your diploma by looking in the catalog. Um, and if you're not sure how to find the catalog, we can circle back to that. But basically, just make sure you have the right, the right thing, 
whether it's a Bachelor of Arts or Science, just depends on like the curriculum you're in. But probably most of you, if you're in the journalism department, this is the educational title that you're going to end up having. And then of course you'll have any, yes, formal jobs. We always like to see, even if it's, you know, I worked at the dining hall, you still list it. You know, you worked, oh yeah, I worked at this restaurant, I worked at the bookstore. You know, we still wanna list it, because um, it's a little suspect if there's like nothing there. Um, but really what we're gonna focus on today is kind of your projects. You could call it a project section, you could call it part of the experience section, you call it an internship section, you could call it an experiential learning section, whatever it is, this is where you definitely can put these, you know, major things that you've been doing in your class that are going to show a lot of those skills. Um, and so that's what we're gonna go through. And as a little reminder, these are the learning outcomes for this class that you're in. So all the activities and assignments and things, lectures, I have designed with these outcomes kind of in mind. And so this is where we can pull the kind of skill set um, that you want to put on your resume. And all of your classes should have some sort of learning outcomes listed on the syllabus to help guide you in like, what is it that you did, right? And so, right, these outcomes, I wanted you to be able to recall knowledge about PR, right? That just goes into knowing the basics, having that technical background, knowing the info. Cool, and I think all of you are doing that, we're assessing it through the quizzes, but you know you can gauge your ability in that area. This is what you'll do if you choose to give the final presentation, really being able to reflect on those PR strategies, doing things like analyzing and understanding information about the industry, right? And so it is very common, we'll talk about it Friday, but an interview question, don't be surprised if someone's like, how do you keep up with the latest trends in our field? You can say, oh, you know, I, in, in one semester in my PR techniques class, really focused every week, we analyzed and really summarized an industry article, and I was able to establish this routine and find the different sources that I like to keep up with trends. And then you say, oh yeah, so I follow PR Talk and PR Newsweek or insert whatever field you end up in. But that's like one way you can frame this specific learning outcome in an interview question. That suddenly is more than like, oh, I read the news. Like, okay, cool, can you expand? Like, what does that mean? Um, executing steps in a project, obviously very key. This is where you explain, oh, I worked with this client and I had all semester, I knew I needed to get three PR opportunities, so I met with them. However many times you met, you know, in a week, we created, you know, some goals, the visions, like you can just talk about how you actually had to plan and execute steps when they ask, what is your workflow? Have you ever had to lead a major project? And you can definitively say, yes, I did. And here are the outcomes. And then of course, just supporting a client that can be framed for, again, marketing, client relations, customer relations, sales even, all of that, you could draw back on this client project to actually speak to and say, I do have this experience, this is why you should hire me because I have done it before and will do it for you. So that's kind of what to keep in mind and as the semester wraps up as well, like these are the things that I had hoped you would learn how to do and know how to do. Um, so hopefully I've done my job if you feel like you have been able to do those outcomes as well. All right, let's kind of hop to it. So um, 
Maybe you already have a resume pulled up. I'm gonna pull up mine and we'll just kind of work through it together. But just know this link um, from the Google Slides will take you back to our Center for Career Readiness where they have some really great kind of resources, inspiration, they have a sample resume, there's like a little checklist if you're a checklist type person. I also really like their action verb document um, because it kind of explains, again, don't sell yourself short. That's the biggest mistake I always see and notice when I'm looking at resumes in a hiring situation where it's like, okay, like, yeah, maybe you did, you know, talk with a client, but you could, you know, boost it up. Don't sell yourself short. You did more than that. Um, and so we're going to kind of go through that same thing. So we're saying, oh, yeah, I completed this client project. Oh, list out all the things that you had to do to make that client project happen. Um, so I definitely recommend going back to this resource and checking with all your other pieces of your resume and see where and how you could, you know, flesh it out with just be concrete, right? be specific. What does it mean, right, that you had made donor phone calls? Oh yeah, how many phone calls, right? So kind of fleshing it out. Um, and then they have this just really great list of words that sometimes it's just hard to find like the right word to describe what you did. And so this list can be really helpful in that regard. All right, let's look at this. So have your resume pulled up. Um, this was my, my old resume. I actually want to do some updating of it and for it. I just feel like, I don't know, it doesn't quite match me anymore. And your document is a living document. Feel free to like adjust and update it as your career you know, continues. The biggest thing I'd say is when you look at your resume, it should reflect you, right? It's you on paper. And you should look at it and be like, yes, I did it, I'm great. And hopefully, that's, that's my goal for all of you is to have a resume that you're like, yes, I'm freaking awesome. Because you are awesome and you have done so much good stuff. So a few things, right? Summary, again, we said that's pretty standard. And I like to do bullet points. And when I say that I or you could tailor your summary, this is where I'm kind of speaking. So sometimes, on my resume, instead of sort of this section about internal, external audiences, I posted an example in Canvas for you, but I recently applied to this like freelance gig on advising tech specifically. So I changed, instead of internal, external audiences, I specifically said, I create material for advising professionals, right? So you can kind of tweak, again, it's not redoing your whole resume. It's just tweaking the words to make sure you fit what they're looking for. And often they're going to be using like algorithms and we call it applicant tracking systems to like screen the first round. And so you want to make sure you have the keywords that they use on yours. So that's one thing you can do that. And then the summaries where you could, maybe you post something about a club that you um, participated in in college. This is definitely a place where you could put, okay, yeah, I did this, uh, you know, client public relations project where I met regularly with a director of X Center on campus and got them promotion. And then maybe you do another one. Oh, I was in this video editing class where I did whatever you had to do in video editing or your blogging class or whatever class, like you could submit some projects up here that explicitly relate to the job you're applying for. So that's another way you could kind of tailor this little section. I personally am gonna change my education section um, because you just don't need to see like all of my degrees. Now that I've graduated, just having this one listed is gonna be enough. 
Um, and this is the same reason why you don't need to put any more, don't put your high school on there. Because if you earned a bachelor's degree, like, yes, we recognize that you graduated high school. Um, so unless there's something extraordinary about your high school accomplishment, drop it. You've done better things. You're a college grad now. You don't need high school anymore. Um, and then you can like put all these other kind of stuff. So what we can do, I'm just going to start a new little thing down here and you're going to follow along. So under, again, it could be your project section. This would make more sense here. I'll do it here for you just out. So we can make sure it obviously is going to match whatever kind of style and formatting that you have. Mine I created initially um, in Adobe as a PDF, so I'm going to have to go back and, and fix a little bit more. But if you have your project section, right, we can say one project. You could call yourself a PR consultant or whatever word fits you. I would honestly go, yes, that's what you've been doing for these real clients on campus. You have been their PR consultant, right? And then, you know, you might put the uh, organization you worked with. You could just put, you know, University of Northern Colorado. And then I would put maybe PR techniques. Or you might even put public relations techniques in case they have a tracking system looking specifically for public relations techniques. And it was JMS 380. What's the class? And then we can also put the date, spring 2022. Now I don't love how it's like dropping down like that. Um, so, you know, you can kind of play around with the layout, the sizing, that's information design things you can do a little bit later. Um, but this is kind of a general how you could frame it as a job, right? And then you kind of, you know, make it look the same. So I might bold it because all my other positions are bolded. You can see one thing I've started doing, and again, I don't know, I just decided I liked it. Maybe if you like it, do it. If you think it's stupid, then don't do it. It's your document. But I've started putting like skills related to my different jobs that I really want them to pay attention to. And so maybe this is a place where we go back to our work activities here um, and some of those you know, key skills. So maybe you say, okay, I had some skill with communicating with clients, right? Communicating with peers, if that you feel like is kind of a key skill you want to highlight, right? And so we could do something like skills, right? Communicating with clients and planning semester-long campaigns, right? And it's like, you know, we know you did it to varying degrees, but ultimately, that is what you did. And you can back it up with like, here's the syllabus, right? Here's my portfolio that you're going to show them. Right? So again, don't sell yourself short. You did do these things. Cool. So after maybe you have a skill, if you feel like that is impactful for you, this is where then we want to explain, okay, what is it that we did with the client project? Right? And so this is where we can um, go back to, oh, I should have had that pulled up already. Um, but we know what it is, right? So what did, we, what did we do with our client project? So we had to create maybe marketing and PR goals, 
with on-campus organizations. And you could even put your organization if you want. Yes? I love that, and again, every, everyone has a little bit different take. So one, the most important thing is you feel like you're showcasing what you want people to see. So first, I absolutely agree with Sean that we should definitely be doing more of showing the skills, because everybody can say, I work hard. Everybody can say that, yes, I've you know planned a campaign before, but then we want to back it up. So to me, it kind of comes in with, uh, here, we'll use this example. So I, I wanted to pull out and make sure they understood I really learned how to have attention to detail from this accounting assistant. This was my job as an undergrad. And then I'm showing and supporting that skill I claim to have with all of this stuff that inherently requires right, attention to detail. Right? Preparing fiscal year audits. Everyone's going to recognize, like, oh, yeah, budgeting and audits, that's scary. You do need to be really correct there. So I would say if like skills just doesn't feel like something that resonates with you, then like don't put it. But do be thinking about what skills do I, even in your brain, want to attach to this job? And then make sure in your responsibilities, when you're preparing answers for your interview, when you're talking on your cover letter, that you're drawing back to like what is a concrete example that speaks to that skill. And then, Oh, yeah. I, exactly. And that was like exactly my frame of thought when I created my resume. And again, when I come across a resume when I'm hiring and I just see a whole section that's like skills and it's just one word answer, it's like, it's so overdone. Like everybody does that and it honestly is almost meaningless, at least from my point of view when I'm hiring because it's so common and there's not the true connection. It's like, okay, well you claim that you have great, I don't know, verbal communication, but like where does that show up on your resume? So yeah, I, I do kind of agree that just having a bulleted list of all these skills, not gonna be as impactful because most people do it and it's kind of like, great. I would assume and hope that you have some of these skills if you're applying to this job. How about you show me? Um, and so that is why I decided to attach it. And it's, of course, like I could do more like um, vague skills. So like, yeah, I learned a lot more in my content marketing position than just creativity, but that's like the one thing that, you know, we don't talk about as much. And I did feel like I had a lot of space to flex that because I developed, right, the Snapchat stuff and I, you know, produced and edited like these videos. And I could even be more specific and because I specifically made like five different videos. I could put, you know, the viewer counts. And maybe if I ever apply for a true video job, I would do that. So that's a really great question. I'd say the biggest answer is making sure they understand what skills you feel like you have that you will bring to the position is important. How you present those skills needs to resonate with you it's super, super common for people just to have a list. I think you deserve more for yourselves than doing what literally everybody else is doing. Um, okay, and just be like specific with the skill. 
Again, your skill is specifically communicating with clients, planning these long campaigns. It's not just, you know, my skill of, I don't know, organization. Like, be more specific. Okay, so one thing that you had to do, right, as part of this project is create these marketing PR goals with your organization. You can name specifically who that is. You could also say um, with, with um, especially if you're working with, you know, with the director of whatever, veteran services, with the director of the Gender Sexuality Resource Center, with the assistant director of tutorial services, with the director of, you know, performing visual arts. Like, don't be afraid to name drop some of those big titles that you have been working with of the client, right? Because then that shows when they see, oh, wow, you work directly with the director, you know, that kind of shows a little bit more of this project was more serious, right, than sort of just a class project. So that's one way that you could go about it. Okay, what else have we been practicing and doing with our PR clients? So you're making some, you know, marketing goals. Um, when we go back to sort of our own net, okay, communicating, we kind of get that, that's great. Thinking creatively, that's great. Okay, we need to make sure we collaborate with other marketing activities. Maybe we pull that detailed work activity out here. So how have we connected that? Well, you have had to, uh, you know, submit pitches and press releases to media, maybe organizations. It could be student media as well if you feel like you wanna, you know, hedge a little bit more or if you didn't work with, you know, the city of Greeley and you did truly, you know, focus more on Bear News, then yeah, but like student organizations. Either way, you know, you're, you're doing that work, but the big key is, okay, you submitted pitches, press releases to media organizations, you know, to earn three, you know, coverage spots, marketing spots, PR spots. Um, again, insert the word that you feel like is gonna align to the jobs that you want most. But ultimately, that's what you had to do, right? You went out and you contacted Bear News and you contacted Inside Greeley and you sent stuff to UNC Today. You submitted your pitches. When it made sense, you submitted your press releases and you earned these coverage spots. Um, and then at the end of the semester, you know, you can put a little saving space of like, you know, how successful you feel like that was, maybe, right? So again, if you did end up on Bear News and you can see like views and it feels impactful, maybe you put it in. If you got something in the mirror, they list reads um, and those are usually a bit higher. So you could put, you know, 100 people viewed it. Uh, it just kind of depends on, you know, what you want to highlight and how you want to highlight it. But at the very least, you know you got three, you know, covered spots in, and you can even expand in, what, you know, uh, print, radio, you know, TV, slash broadcast, et cetera, right? So whatever your spots turned out in, like, you can explain to them, yes, I did it in these different mediums, which is now showing them that you have worked, you know, across kind of the spectrum of marketing, which is great. Uh, a third thing that most of you, many of you, um, chose to pursue, and based on the Word Cloud Monday, and a lot of you want to maybe work more in social media as well, so you could put. Oh, I also had to maybe develop a social media campaign with, you know, 
four posts and research appropriate, you know, hashtags and captions or whatever, right? Again, you're just not selling yourself short. Like we are not lying. You are simply explaining to them actually what you did in this class. Um, and that's kind of the key I see between the resumes that stand out to me. They just are more, they just tell me, right? So I'd say the biggest thing is don't assume the person reading it is just gonna know. If you just say, oh yeah, I did this class project, I, I did some PR stuff for them, like don't assume that they are going to fill in those gaps with what it is that you did. Instead, be the one to kind of tell them, especially if they are using some of that tracking software. Um, and so this is that place, like obviously we're very focused on kind of PR, but if you don't wanna work traditionally in public relations, right? You wanna work with more of like bringing in and recruiting clients or you know, working, you can tailor it even to right, sports. Um, instead, say okay, created these marketing goals, right, with this client, you still submitted these pitches, right, to increase awareness, bring more people into tutorial services, right? So you can tailor it to make sure it fits the jobs that you really want. Um, I feel like those are kind of the really big three that make sense for a resume to fill in, but you have the, um, I mean, you know what you've been doing for your clients. If you have kind of special things that you had, that they had you do, or like, I don't know, each of you have had a little bit different experience because you each had a different client. So you can fill in kind of an extra one. Um, but these are definitely the key aspects that, most importantly, relate right, to some of these work activities we see with PR and marketing jobs um, that really are going to speak to these key skills, right? Listening, speaking, coordination. I love getting a good coordination in there. It's like one of my favorite words. I have coordinating freaking all over my resume. I just really liked it for a long time. Yeah, but maybe there's a last one of, you know, coordinating. Um, I guess you had to do like, maybe you had to do a photo op. Photo opportunities and um, uh, video spots with campus media, right? Cool, now instead of just saying, oh yeah, I did a project, we're like, yeah, oh wow, you actually did have to collaborate with people outside the organization. You actually did have to manage, right, some details. So these are all things that you can, like literally, and then of course go back, massage it, tailor it, use words that feel true to you that you can speak to in your interview. Um, but you can do this for, all of your classes, or most of your classes anyway, I would also especially hope your upper division classes. Um, so go back through the syllabi, look for some of those learning outcomes, think deeper about the projects you're doing, and, and try to write two bullet points for all of your major projects this semester, and then see how they fit right on your resume and see how you can kind of slot them in to suddenly go from, my resume is empty to like, oh, I have like three or four entries of these experiences and projects that you could earn. <laughs> That's a great question. So my resume, my current resume is two pages. Yes, you know, our textbooks and whatnot are like, it should be one page. Um, again, my personal then experience. One, I've been using a two page resume since I graduated. I have never had anyone 
give me any grief for it. More than two pages, it's like, you should probably cut some things out. But um, two pages, I think, is fine. I would say if you're going to be on two pages, you know, make sure you fill two pages. The thing, whenever I'm in that hiring situation, I notice when it's like, like how this is, you know, on page three since I added that extra thing. Like, if this is what your second page looks like, this just screams to me, you just don't have a lot going on, right? Because visually, suddenly it's like, just a bunch of white space, right? It's just blank. So if your second page has just an itty bitty about, go back, think about your vertical space, your information design, think about, do I really need this in here, right? Maybe you can cut one of these other jobs to like shrink it up. Um, so yeah, if you go to two pages, like use at least, you know, a good half of that second page. Otherwise, really think about what you can do to get it back onto one page. Um, otherwise, I've never like, noticed it or had an issue. Um, yes, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with color, on one hand, right, we are in, you know, marketing kind of creative industries. And so, yeah, it's maybe more common to see more colorful graphic resumes, maybe. But what I have been noticing and seeing is one, companies, again, they're filtering through sometimes like some digital algorithms and stuff. Um, so by the time your resume gets seen by a human person, it might not have the impact you thought it did. I feel like the idea of color and having your name like huge on a resume is a holdover from when we actually handed paper copies to people and you wanted them not to forget your resume. Now, every time I hire someone, it's through our applicant tracking system. I click on your name, it just opens a little PDF on my computer screen and I kind of go along with it. So short answer, again, this is a reflection of you. And if you feel like it matters a lot to you to be more graphic and colorful, like do that. And just know that it, at best will not be noticed. At worst, they might be like, huh, that's different. Um, I don't think it'll make a huge difference as long as the color, again, thinking about our info design module last week, Use the color, use the contrast to draw attention to the things you care about, you want, um, for sure. Kind of a vague answer, I know. But if it feels right to you, then do it. I just don't think it's, I've never had like a search committee be like, wow, it was like so, uh, such a beautiful resume. Like now we're, we're looking to see what you have accomplished and done and how you frame the skills and how you're communicating, you know, what you could do for us is more important, I would say. Cool. All right, so that went super fast. Um, what we're gonna do Friday, again, come up with a couple interview questions, either that you've had before or you're, you see, maybe you do some research or just things that hop into your brain. And we're going to, as a class, like practice answering them. And then we can also come back around and I'd be happy to like talk more about my experiences with search committees and hiring and looking at resumes. Um, and come back with any other questions about resumes that we can unpack together. Sound good? Excited? Not dreading it anyway? I'll see you Friday? Okay, good. All right, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.